Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Now give me my theme music. Welcome to the war room. We got Taz. Yeah. Jimmy. PJ. B. Austin. A hot block commander. How you want to end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic. Sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fast. What's goody, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, B. Austin to be with us in just a short minute. Yo, NFL Week 13 is in the books, and Week 14 is on deck. But the most important story of the week involves the plight of our beloved HBCUs. So we're going to welcome uh, a guest and all calls. You know, y'all can spend a lot of time um, with us on this Deion Sanders situation. So sit back, relax. Bust it up again with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of the planet. Episode 656 starts right now. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media uh, channel of your, of your choice. You can do all that at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. So y'all can get y'all opinion off on this situation as well. That number is 323-410-0012. So what up, fam? So, um, so Brittany's coming home. Uh, oh, and, and the ball, the merchant of death, is back on the streets of Moscow as well, man. What's your thoughts on the one-for-one the one prisoner swap? Yo, it's backwards, man. You know what I mean? Free, free <laughs> Brittany until it's backwards, and it's backwards now, man. Welcome home, Brittany. Um, you know, I, crazy part is I see I see the my my immediate reaction that I asked you. I was like, yo, they traded the Merchant of Death, like, and not that I'm a um, you know a, a specialist or I know anything about you know um, geopolitical uh, situations like this. But when I first heard the boy's name, I was like, yo, I don't know exactly what he did, but that sounds crazy. <laughs> Because um, right. I heard a little while ago when they were saying they were asking for the Merchant of Death, right? I didn't know until the day because, you know, people right. went so crazy we, sharing about that. the when fact that the movie was made about him and all that. Yeah, I ain't know none of that. So, I, ain't, you know, my initial reaction was like, yo, that's kind of like, you know, a Howie Roseman deal. But then as I was thinking about it all day, I'm like, I, I got to go back and see, like, what the previous trades look like. Like, is this something that happens often? Is this something that never happens? I don't <laughs> yes. know. Like, you had to research the dealings. I, 
Yeah, because this might be this, this might be like par for the course. Like you know what I mean. Like and then and then with with politics, politics is wild because it's like everything is politicized. So now they're talking about the Marines that were left, and they somehow got into the penal colony to get a quote from Bo. And I'm like, hold up, like yo, nothing is real, yo. So I, I, that, that's <laughs> my only thought. My only thought is it's all crazy. Y'all. I'm about to help y'all out, particularly you, Jimmy, as a man who is well versed in cinematic art. Do you recall a movie called The Lord of War? Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with that. That's made about Boy. I know that. Yeah, we, we talked that about that earlier. about Boy. Yeah, I know. They so, let Nicholas Cage out. <laughs> so, so that's, I mean, I, I looked at it funny as well. And the the crazy part is, you know, especially if you're black, you can't talk about this stuff. You can't say this out loud, you know what I mean? Because if you question it in any certain, any, any, any way, you're a coon and this and that. But, you know, when I first heard it, I'm like, wow, like politically, like, like Jimmy said, I'm not well versed on trades of the past. So the first thing I'm thinking is like, damn, that seemed a little irresponsible on, on the administration. Like, a, a WNBA Yo. player for a ball who's sold and trafficked billions of dollars worth of arms um, was in an American Arkansas. jail because he had, he was selling some AK-47s that were supposedly to be used to kill DEA agents. Um, so it just seemed it seemed a little lopsided to me. Like my first thought was like, damn, we just traded Patrick Mahomes for Nathan Peterman, like. This is crazy. So none of this is in any way personal towards Brittany Griner. I'm glad that she's home. Um, You know, everybody made a a big stink out of the situation. So, you know, I don't want that to happen to anybody. But at the same time, you're like, ah, yo, they're in the middle of a conflict right now. The latest news report saying Ukraine is actually holding their own. So we get to a point in these negotiations where it's, all right, one of one swap, your 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 WNBA player for our our arms dealer. So Ukraine is in trouble. <laughs> I tell you that because yo, he probably nothing, only bought yo, with the key my, to the my, warehouse. My perspective, yo, nothing is real, yo. Nothing is real. Like I don't believe none of this, yo. Like none of this is real, yo. This is this is it's something else oh. going on, dog. That's all I'm gonna say. Yo, it's on some straight movie stuff. They on the on the tarmac. Yo, def- yo. Walk, and then I one see group walking with hair, Britney, like, one group walking with Boy, everybody stopping in the to shake hands. I'm like, yo, this is a movie. This is Lord of War Part 2. Watch. They're going to they make a movie about this. <laughs> yo, they gave, yo, they gave up the Merchant of Death <laughs> to that WNBA's first male player. Like, yo, this is, yo, this yo. is crazy. And I understand so I that disclaimer, black man. folks. The thoughts of <laughs> I understand black folks. And here's what I said to a Caucasian gentleman who logically said, why would you give this dude back to the Russians when they're in a situation and circumstance where their factories are running short on supplies and they cannot manufacture the munitions they need in a conflict that they started you're giving them someone that will help them immediately based on his contact. I got that. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, let's, let's, so, let's, let's take so, that So course, the United States think? is so, going to so, be solely responsible for the Ukraine getting wiped off the map? Is that what you're saying? Well, hold on, though. Hold on, though. <laughs> no, let's, I don't let's think, think about that, though. That. 
No, let's think about that though, right? Let's think mm-hmm. about this, right? This is all chess. What if you want them to get the arms because you want to blow them off the map? Like, what if this is a you know a bigger play? Like, cake ball, get what nah, you want to get because now I, you give, I, I now, feel, you, now you giving you. us an excuse. Nah, yeah. listen, man. Or what if they? Or just, what if? What if they? Um, what if they turned him while he was in jail? They got hot. They got hot. They might be paying him. Oh, yo, they might be paying him to ship some stuff. Yeah, they might be paying Ball to ship some stuff over to the U.S. So they can get busy in Russia. Yo, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm beyond that. That might not even be Ball. That's a clone. <laughs> yo, he, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy gonna be ridiculous with it. But what, what I was also, what I was saying is to I watch a lot of movies, gentlemen, Yo, I feel you. I know that. That's why I said the Lord of War. I knew that you would know exactly who he was based on Nicolas Cage. But thing, right? So the U.S., the United States of America, several points here. They give about $111 billion in military aid, which basically means they're the largest arms trafficker in the world. And they support a number of dictators throughout the globe. So there's no moral high road there. That's number one. Number two, Iran-Contra. And I'm not even going to go into that. I'm going to just say that. Iran-Contra, crack, and freeway. All right, cool. I mean, no, I look at that gotta, trade. I don't I mean, even got to go no look, I mean, so you want to talk about trade? Like yeah. you know, we we so, we made some crazy so, trades. So I had to I had to go at uh, the folks that are on the whole notion that black people should be more patriotic and supportive and this that and that. I say, yo, mm-hmm. none of these deals benefit us. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is talking out of both sides of his mouth because you're bitching at Russia about that about uh locking her up for seven grams of cannabis oil. Meanwhile, all of our entire families that were involved in certain activities went to jail for nonviolent crimes and did seven and eight and ten years behind nonviolent marijuana offenses, cocaine offenses. On a crime bill written by him. Right. On a crime bill written by him. So it's like the U.S. has no moral high ground here. To get at the Russians about Victor Bout. They don't. That, that don't so, mean they won't. You know what I was thinking about, though? What I was thinking about with this whole situation is, like, Bo, like, you know, BG was literally just, like, trying to get a quick puff. Like, she was just smoking some Chiba. She had no idea she was going to end up in an international conflict and become part of American history right. for taking a couple puffs. You know, just imagine that. Imagine and there, and there will be a movie puff. about this. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. There, being written now. Yo, there will be a movie about a quick this. She's trying to smoke some piss. Next I, thing you know, I'm talking about that with somebody this morning, though. I'm like, because the reason she was trying to get out of there anyway was because, you know, the conflict was was brewing over there. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I know y'all don't make a lot of money. I know it's always a, a, a point of contention that y'all don't make what NBA players make. But I'm pretty sure that she could afford another vape pen once she got stateside. Like, like that just don't even make sense to risk that true in a, is, in a time of heightened know. security. I'm sure it was heightened security. They about to go to war at that point. I don't so, know. I don't know how true it is, but it was on Twitter. So I'm gonna say it's true. They said that um, 
her WNBA salary is like 200k, and she was making like um, over a mil in Russia from, to play over yeah, there. Yeah, it's so usually like that though. That's why they take them something. They actually get paid more overseas than they do in the WNBA. Way, yeah, way more. Yeah, so yeah, that's why more. they you know that, that's why they don't take she's getting the off season off. But um, WNBA, she's over there getting yeah, that. She's over there getting that chicken, smoking that chiba. Mm-hmm. So so my thought and again. My mm-hmm. thought, and throwing a disclaimer out there again, just like my brother Jimmy, I'm, you know, I'm not well-versed in geopolitical strategy or, or just, you know, what, what goes on, period. But I'm figuring at, at, at worst, if they're going to give them the merchant of death back, yo, at least get everybody that's imprisoned over there. Like, bring everybody home. Like, what kind of deal is that? Like, one of one prisoners, let's just seem real lopsided. But... For everybody that's mad that they're saying that, I'm glad that the the young person is home. I'm listen, man. I'm I'm thinking that I'm thinking it's a bigger, it's something bigger, um, politically. And you know the Republicans lining up on Joe Biden ass right now. (laughs) Oh, they're they're cooking his ass. Oh, which which your gun laws and all that that you want to do, but you you letting this guy out for a WNBA player, but there's nothing. Y'all also know this. As far as the the black people are concerned, this is nothing but another pander move, another symbolic move. Like we said, yeah. we told them that to, we asked the police to stop killing us in the streets. They took Aunt Jemima off the syrup bottle. We asked for reparations. <laughs> we asked for reparations for, for four or five hundred years of, you know, from slavery to Jim Crow to just how we've been treated in this country. And, and they brought Brittany Griner home. So I guarantee y'all they're going to act as if the whole reparations argument has been satisfied because Brittany Griner is now on an airplane. Man, <laughs> listen, man. Welcome home, Brittany. State, Welcome home, Brittany. Welcome home, man. Um, uh, you know, uh, shout out to Victor. <laughs> he got, got his freedom. You know what I'm going to shout him out, too. Somebody um, smoking some drugs you know, tonight. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Victor, ready to get, Victor, like, he's ready to get immediately back to work. Mm-hmm. He about to get back to work and... And Brittany about to <laughs> she about to she about to smoke some draws. Oh yeah, Brittany. Yo, Brittany punched somebody Brett, tonight. Brett probably, some yo, Brett probably walked past the handshake and was like, "Yo, give me the strap, yo." Yo, <laughs> come on, B- man. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, BG <laughs> about to punish something real crazy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So look, <laughs> on oh, that note. Yo. <laughs> Before we get started, we ain't even got started yet, man. We just need to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So uh, there's never an excuse to miss an episode, so make sure you don't miss an episode. Um, Shout out to everybody on the network. But we're going to get into this because we got um, a guest waiting. Um, shoot, when we get callers on the line, we just bring everybody in and have a nice little roundtable. But uh, this whole conversation, this hot topic, not hot topics, this hot topic is brought to you by MyBookie. Warroom family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, it's time to stop wasting time and place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports probably lace, lace a prop bet for how long it's going to take when Fred get on the line to disrespect HBCUs. 
So uh, y'all can do that by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. And real quick, speaking of getting paid, our stat of the week, before we get into our conversation, our stat of the week is 11 years, $360 million. That is the new contract for one Mr. AL MVP um, single season, well, not really single season, single season American League home run record guy, Aaron Judge. He and the Yankees have come to this conclusion. Um, I kind of figured he wasn't really, really, really going to hit the open market. I figured the Yankees were going to take care of that and keep him in-house. But 11 years, $360 million, fellas. These contracts are just inching up, getting bigger and bigger every year. Every single year, these joints getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Aaron I Judge. Honestly thought, oh. I honestly thought, I honestly thought the Mets was going to make a run and get him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they did, yeah. but the Yankees knew. Like, you know, let's just go ahead and give this dude whatever he's asking for. The bridge, the bridge so truck. we don't have you to. Can have whatever yeah. you like. <laughs> So we ain't got to shoe off all the flies and all that kind of stuff. So they, they did what they it's had to do. I day. mean, did we, did we think they weren't for a We know the, like, the Yankees' money is long. So Yo, yeah, long. Money. I, I, I cast no judgment either way, man. Good yeah. Stacks on deck, Patron on ice. We can <laughs> pop or maybe we could do whatever you like. Say, so, yo, you get whatever no you doubt. like, dog. All right, so um, we're going to get on the line with us. Like real um, our War Room Sports college football contributor, uh, the homie Fred Purdue, is in the building. What's up, Fred? Uh, what about what's, going on, what's going Talking on? You know what we're here to do. You know what we're here to do. Yeah, we're here to do it. We're here to do yeah, it. Yeah, so, we so listen. Before we even get started, man, I mean, everybody out there knows the situation, but this is our quote of the week, and we'll start it off here. Hey, 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 I'm looking for some game changers on the offensive and defensive line. I need smart, tough, fast, disciplined young men with character. I ain't hard to find. Hashtag Coach Prime at CF Buff Football. Let's go, baby. So that's the quotation of one Mr. Dion. Coach Prime Sanders, um, if you've been living under a rock somewhere, he has exited stage left from Jackson State University, and he is now the head coach of your 1-11 Colorado, we got the facilities, Buffaloes <laughs> at the University of, of, of Colorado. Um, y'all know, you know, from, from past conversations – you know, we got Fred on here to talk about this because, you know, first of all, first and foremost, college football is is Fred's main forte. Um, but we've had some some heated debates over the years concerning HBCUs. Actually, Fred, most of them have been off air. We really haven't had one of those conversations on air. So, you know, we're going to try to 
We're going to keep it civil. We're going to keep it cordial. It's four <laughs> of us. I might let a caller on the line with us when they call in, so it might end up being five of us. So we're going to, you know, make sure everybody gets off their chest what they want to get off their chest in a, in a civilized way. And I said try. We're going to try. But I know in, in like 30 seconds, Fred going to throw some some – some bars about HBCUs because you, you always like to simplify things, Fred, with, when it comes to HBCUs. You like to gloss over and skip over why we're in this situation in the first. I'll give you that. So we'll start off with everybody's thoughts when they first heard. Fred, I can even, you know, I can start off for you. I know because you've been expecting this since like year one. Um, this is something that you called from the door, but you're just like two years late on your <laughs> on your call, but what was everybody's thoughts when, when they heard that, you know, Coach Prime was leaving? I kick it off. Uh, so I, I said he'd give, he'd give you two years at, at Jackson State. Uh, he did exactly what I thought he would do. Um, recruit. You said one year, though. Uh, I got the file. <laughs> uh, I did? Did I? Did yeah, I, you know, you, yeah, you, know you were in hyperbole mode back then, so yeah, yeah. I got the file. Definitely said one. Okay, okay, okay. But, but another big—we um, talked about this before, though. At the time, Florida State was terrible, so I was thinking yeah, you were, were thinking, they were, well, they're they going to fire somebody, and if they come calling, yeah, he's definitely out. This was on the, the first year. Thing this was the year that Florida State was supposed to be bad enough. Four and eight, five and seven, kind of like where my Miami Hurricanes are right now. This is where they should be right now. And they happen to go nine and three, dominate and only lose three games in division and come second in in their division. He should be, you know, at at his alma mater. Um, But for me, I thought he would come in, he'd get the transfers to come in because he is who he is. Um, the kids, these kids attract to him. I mean, he has an infectious personality. And he is what you want to play for. Most coaches or most players would want to play for. I mean, I can't deny that. Um, I was, for me, it was, it's always been the, what was said. I'm holding you to what you said. You wanted to build HBCUs as far as the football team and, uh, change people, change the perception of how things are. Uh, my Georgia Bulldog feels a little different, but um but yeah, so but yeah, they he didn't necessarily he, he didn't stick to what he said he would do. That's for me. It was a stepping stone job. And if that's what you intended to do, just say that. Hey, so, I wanted to be at the Florida State I wanted to be a Florida State coach. When Willie so Travis our, was our, there, they told our our options tonight. I mean, you can go in, anywhere in between savior or sellout. Do you think he sold out the the whole black college football system? I'm actually the more the more I'm seeing and the more that keeps coming out. I'm kind of indifferent. I'm, it's not one or the other. It's more so in the middle. Um, because I know what his real intention was. It was to go power five. I know that. But what you said doesn't match your action. So I would I can't go either way, honestly. I really can't go either way. He didn't sell them out because 
he he did what he came to do. I mean, it is what it is. So, B and, and Jim, because I know we we have conversations here all the time, and this is something, especially Jimmy. I hear you say this all the time. Like coming up to this point, you kind of like it. It doesn't matter at this point what he ends up doing because he's done yeoman work, you know, within Jackson State and the HBCU community. You still feel that way, or, or does anything that happened this week make you feel any different about how he left? All right, well, before I say anything, the first thing... I, I, I'm, I'm living on the shows of the swag. Uh, he ain't swag. You know, I'm swag. He ain't swag. So, 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 so start off by saying he ain't swag. All right, but but the thing is, though, um, I actually, uh, believe it or not, agree with Fred um, in the, from the standpoint that he's neither, um, you know, a sellout um, or a savior because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it, it's crazy. Like, I probably, it's probably the only thing I agree with Fred about, but I do agree with him on, on that standpoint that he's not, I gotta, he's not a sellout. <laughs> he's, not a, he's, not a, he's not a sellout or a savior, right, because um, – First off, if this is what he wants, and he's chasing trying to win at the highest level, I can't begrudge him for that, his actions, right? So the, the way that he left is kind of like, you know, left a bad taste in my mouth. But I also recognize just from, like, you know, conversations this week that those of us that attended HBCUs see this a little different than those that don't. It's hard for someone who's never had the HBCU experience to speak on HBCUs because – Quite honestly, it's bigger than football, right? So there's two conversations here. There's the HBCU conversation, and then there's the football conversation, right? But HBCUs are so much bigger and so much more important than Deion Sanders. Like, Deion Sanders, whatever he does in Colorado, he'll never be able to kind of affect people the way that HBCUs do, um, regardless of how many black players he has on the team. Um, and I mean, and the data shows that, right? When you put, when you talk about HBCUs, you talk about this is where most of our professionals, this is where most of the wealth in the black community doesn't come from sports. It comes from HBCUs. In fact, in fact, right? If you look at it, most of the wealth in the black community comes from two types of schools: HBCUs, um, as well as Ivy Leagues. And Ivy Leagues. That's it. It's over 95% of the wealth in our community comes from HBCU, a combination of HBCUs and um, you know, Ivy Leagues. So it's almost like if you don't get into an Ivy League, it's probably better for you to go to an HBCU than to actually go to one of those other schools, right? And um, and by the way, I'm not making this up. I'll give you just a couple a couple of data points in saying that only three percent of the country's um, colleges and universities are HBCUs, but they enroll ten percent of all African Americans and produce twenty percent of all graduates, even though they're mm. only three percent of the schools, right? And persons that graduate from an HBCU <laughs> on, on their lifetime average make, make close to a million dollars more than those that graduate from Power Five schools. So, Jim, real quick, pause that real quick. You, yeah. And, and I'm not saying this is the whole thing, but you know what goes a lot into that statistic that you just read? The fact that a lot of the black people go to these other schools to play sports and don't end up graduating. So they do yeah. get a certain percentage of black people, but like you said, 10, you know, 10% of the graduates come from one place because, and at this place, even if you play sports, you still graduate. 
because you know that's just yeah, where they a lot of the have coaches, a scrap. A lot of the a lot of the coaches in in but, but, HBCU so 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 there's, so there's like a this, those, this those, is their a, players graduating. They're committed to that. Yeah, education. so this is a very like nuanced conversation. Yeah, but we don't right? really because have that choice this, really either. Be <laughs> good, good. This, okay. is, this, is a, this is a very nuanced. This is a very nuanced conversation because if we're talking strictly football, it's one thing. If we're talking about HBCUs and their significance and what they bring overall to the community, it's a whole other thing, right? So Dion was in a unique position because he is Dion. He's arguably, um, you know, top five, ten player of all time, regardless of position, and most of us felt like, hey, well, he didn't need the money, so he has the ability to come here and, you know, not do this for the money. Now, the reason it's difficult for me to really, like, go too deep into this conversation is because I'm hearing so many rumors on both sides, and this happens when they break up. You hear mm-hmm. some of the stuff that Dion putting out about with JSU, <laughs> but then you also get JSU team putting out. I mean, this, this is what happens when you have a breakup. So it's, it's like I don't know what's true, what's not true, but at the end of the day, I don't know too many people that, um, you know, you, you talk about strictly numbers now, um, keeping it to data. When you're making, you know, 300000 and someone offers you $5 million, uh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Like, I don't know if any of us it on is. the phone Everybody keep, would have been like, keep, I'm going to Keep that because we're going to get to that as well. We definitely gonna get to that. Yeah, right yeah. There, so that, that that's another. So it's so many. La- it's so many layers, and it's such a nuanced conversation. So before I pass the uh, pass the rock to my brother, be also I want to say this though. I understand both sides. I understand like you. I think about the fact that Dion is already uh, you know a legend. If he's able to go to Colorado and then win at that level, let's just say Dion is able to win a Natty. What does that do for him football wise? That puts him in rarefied. That makes him immortal. Oh, it puts I mean, him it in does for him what you, he seemingly wants to really do for him. Yeah. So how can I? Ch- mm-hmm. I, I? It's hard for me to to go at someone who's chasing immortality, like because even if you look at the great coaches, the Nick Sabins or the Bear Bryant, they don't have the resume that Dion has on the field. So if he's able to win off a couple of natties after being Dion the player, he's in rarefied air. So for him chasing that. It's kind of one thing. Now, in saying that, I also understand why people feel some some way about how he left, because it's it goes into history, it goes into funding, it goes into reparations, it goes into the whole adage of the white man's ice always being colder. There's so many different layers um, to this conversation, so I can understand why people feel some type way, right? As a community, we, we you know we deal with what's known as rugged individualism as opposed to people making sacrifices for the collective. That's historical. So I get it. But I also get someone trying to taste immortality, which is why I fall, you know, to to kind of close out what I'm saying, which is why I kind of fall in the middle of, I don't think that, you know, he's a sellout or a hero because I, I, it's one of those things where I understand both sides. Yeah. I pass the rock to be be awesome. (laughs) I pass the rock. Old school. Taking it back. Um, uh, why, I guess, why are we in a position in society and in the community where the head football coach should even have to wear the weight of being a quote-unquote savior, right? Um, what is it that created the circumstance and situations where um, Deion Sanders is looked at as, oh, you need to stay in the SWAC, you need to stay at an HBCU and save us? I believe that on his journey to where he as an individual and as a man is trying to get to, he stopped off at Jackson State University, and they 
are exponentially better and have exponentially benefited from his arrival and tenure there, right? We can look factually, statistically, we can look at revenues, we can look at any metric you want to measure by Jackson State University is five times at minimum better than it was not only as a program, but because of who Dion is as an international superstar, they're better as a university for his arrival in the tenure and time that he put in there. Now, it's incumbent upon Jackson State University's administration, Jackson State University's board of trustees, and Jackson State University's alumni and students to take that mantle that Dion left and carry it for the benefit of somebody Let me cut you off, D. Two questions. Two questions from what you just said. First question, all right, you said they're better after Dion left. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's sustainable? And then when you say for somebody to pick up the mantle, I say how. Mm -hmm. Because the way I look at it, the whole Dion Sanders thing was just another another example of Koloff culture. They had a celebrity amongst Mm -hmm. their myths, so... Mm -hmm. People gravitated towards there. Players wanted to come play there. How can how can how can we just throw it out there and say they got to pick up the mantle? How? How? Is it first is of it, all? Is it, is it, is first it of all, he's taking all the good players with him, so they right. might not even be that good on the football field next year. True. He's taking the best players with him. He's probably taking the best coaches. I know. I know he he left a lot of them. He actually hired some people from outside to help him out. So that's my thing. How is that sustainable? And then when this whole attention glare wears off, when Dion is mm-hmm. long gone from there, once, you know, because they'll still be talking about Jackson State when Colorado kicks off next year, but when it slowly starts to fade, fade into the distance, how can we expect somebody to pick up that mantle unless somebody comes there, football team or just administration period, that's, that's a celebrity like Deion Sanders? Well, I'm glad I'm glad you asked, and you raised a couple of different. That, that, again, as Jimmy had said, it's a nuanced conversation. So, let me start with the fact that they did retain some of his coaching staff. That mm-hmm. is a step, small step though it may be, in the right direction. Retain the people that helped you with success. Number two, they need to be on a coaching hunt right now for a young, innovative mind that's committed to football, that can capture some of the sizzle that was left behind, even if Dion took, yeah. took 90% of it. Even if he took 90% of it and there's only 10% left, you need to harness that. Um, and that's why I say it's incumbent upon the administration and the board of trustees to put the work in to not just let that flame uh, bl- blow out now. You mentioned our culture today in, 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 in society. That's a tough thing to overcome because Dick Eaton is now the culture of the day. <laughs> like, they're, they're, we only came to deride uh, Dion and family. Like, if, if it's all about but deriding. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me add something to that, right? So that is a, lot, a lot of that is true in terms of the players that came in like, like that, but – I think one of the things that they'll benefit from is people got a chance to see what the HBC culture is like. 
People what think that the crowd was rocking like this. People oh, think God. the crowd was rocking like that because Dion was there. What they don't know is that's HBCUs. Our bands, we get, Fred, we, we, Fred, that's Fred, and, that's and, and to, to, to piggyback off Jimmy's point, um, Jackson State have led the SWAC in attendance for the past, you know, decade. Jackson State is, as HBCUs go and as the South goes, Jackson State has always been, it's a historical program. So it's like yeah. if you play football in the South, whether you play Power Five or somewhere else, you know about Jackson State. They were getting 30, mm-hmm. 33,000 fans per game before Dion showed up. Dion took that mm-hmm. to about thirty-eight thousand. Um, and I and, and like y'all said, you hear a lot of stuff back and forth. You hear a lot of the sacrifices Dion supposedly made to upgrade like some facilities and coming out of his own pocket to to do this with meals and. You know, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. he did. Now, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm not – sellout Sell out is a strong-ass word, and, you know, we're quick to, to, to sell out or coon somebody, you know, as soon as they do something that we don't agree with. But I actually thought, like, I was going to come here and kind of surprise y'all with the kind of stuff that I thought because I made it a point not to talk about this all week. Outside yeah, of we all did, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we kind of made it a point. So we really didn't know what anybody was was gonna end up saying, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm like Jimmy. Like I agree, and people didn't really hear, you know, because Fred, you've been you. That's what you do. You out there on social media, so I kind of know. But I knew what you were gonna do when it happened because you were rooting for this to happen in the first place. Uh, you you got it against Dion, and I think you got it for, out for Dion just because he went and helped. I don't have it out for Dion. Okay, I don't have it out for Dion. Let me tell you this. The surprise is, it seems like for me, Dion is far to thinking about this, I'm closer to your side <laughs> of the coin on this than I'm, than I'm probably supposed to be, but we're on – it's one of those things like, all right, we might be sitting on the same side of the table, but we're not on this set this side of the table for the same reasons. I'm on that side right, of the table right. because I love, I bleed HBCU. You know what I'm saying? So my thing where B seemed to kind of be letting Dion off the hook a little bit, I think people feel the way they do because Dion Sanders didn't just come in talking about what he's going to do for Jackson State's program and we're going to win and this. He said all of that, but he also he God came in told saying, him. God told me to come here to fix HBCUs and to address the problems of HBCUs, not just Jackson State. So it's like, damn, Dion, like I can be a little bit – and for me, it's not personal. Like I don't – works next year. It's bigger than that for me. Well, see, for me, it's just another thing. It's like the arguments, Fred, that you and I have had over the years about this whole thing, that's why I sit on this side of the table a little bit because I'm like, damn, like – he he just out there doing proving Fred right. Not that I not that what we were saying was a right or wrong thing, because we know what you were saying is the way it is. But you seem to be one of those people that want to keep it that way. So I'm like if he says God sent him here to address HBCUs and then you run to the worst white power five, less than two percent white I mean less than two percent black Campus. Well, let me, let me run over there. They kind of make me feel a certain type of way. Go ahead, Fred. My bad. So, for me, so I want to dispel this myth that I hate HBCUs, right? I, I don't. I <laughs> it's don't, not a myth. I don't. That's a fact. It ain't a myth. So, so, so 
it might. It, is, Fred, put it this way. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be real with you. It might not be that you hate HBCUs. You definitely don't respect them, and you definitely gloss over the reason that they're in this position as far as sports are concerned anyway. Because what Jimmy said earlier, he made a point where it's bigger than that. And, and that's what you going, do when we have these conversations. Go. I'm not going to go with it. What you do is you always try to compartmentalize HBCUs and talk about well, what they can do for the sports program and this and that when all of the schools are underfunded from the jump for everything, not just sports. And you're expecting, you know, us to have booster turnout like these large white universities is just not realistic. But ahead, as, a, per, as a percentage, we donate just as much as any other school. We donate more. This right there to but I've explained that the to finance, him the finance part, The finance part, people always get misconstrued. They always talk about the donors and the boosters. But they don't talk about the fact that, like, you know, Forbes did a study, over $13 billion is missing from HBCUs that were given to white schools. Like, this is systematic. It's not as simple as, okay, well, the, the alumni doesn't donate. It, Yo, it doesn't work that way. Like, they just you know. fined North Carolina A&T because too many people were going there from out of state. I, I they were that. taking I away people that. from the PWIs and got fined for it. But go ahead, Fred. Tell us yeah. what's your what's your so, beef overall. So, so my beef. With the I don't have beef with HBCU. I love the I love the culture, right? I grew up my the major a large portion of my family. <laughs> Fred just like y'all just shouldn't have football teams. <laughs> so, so like I I grew up in FAMU, Bethune Cookman. Like you got to pick one. That's how it works in my family. You got to pick one when you're like six years old. So you know I. A lot my my co-host my my college football overdrive co-host he's a a FAMU alum so for me I I I don't have anything I don't have a beef with the school my thing is in the current state of things in the system that you're in the system that you have to navigate in my thing is if you are a three a mid tier to upper tier three star to five-star prospect, basketball, football. I don't care about the other sports because they aren't revenue. They're not driving revenue. Basketball and football, specifically more football. It is not advantageous for you to go to any of those HBCUs. Nothing against academically. I disagree. But but even if we didn't disagree, Fred, even if that was the God's honest truth. There is a reason why it's not advantageous, though. There is a system well, that on, has been put in place. All of the best athletes used to come from HBCUs when they wouldn't let us into their schools. Then when well, they me, decided, let's, 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 well, hold on, hold on, though, hold on, though, hold on, though, hold on, though, Fred, hold on, slow down, slow down. Let's just do some quick math, right? You're saying if you're a three to five star, how many three to five star athletes actually make it to the pros? Versus um, how many three to five star athletes actually go into college? If you look at the numbers, it actually, statistically speaking, it probably makes more sense to go to an HBCU because that's where you get the education that makes you a professional, right? You're talking you about guys that go it. to the league. Well, only, a small, only a small percentage of people make it to the next level. Only so a small therefore, percentage from, make it to the league. From a pure, pure number standpoint, you're wrong. If you, 
from a pure number standpoint, yes, you have more prospects than probably schools that you're going to be able to go to to be a star, even hell, even a a productive player. There's only one percent of the college athletes go to the pros anyway. So your chance. Well, that's my point. When you make, when you decide to major, but your but but all of the extra advantages you have when you're going. If I decide, I'll put it like this. If I decide to go, if I have a choice between, if I'm a quarterback, I'm just going with the position, right? If I'm a quarterback. Do I want to go play for Lincoln Riley or whoever never produced anybody at said HBCU? Now, for me, again, if I'm a regular person, heck, if I'm an athlete, I, even, I can include athletes in this. If you don't want to major, if your primary objective is to go major in playing a professional sport, and that's what a lot of these college, these college prospects are doing, I'm going where the coaching is. The training table is, the support staff is, the the coaches are. I'm going there. I'm going to Ohio State if I'm Chase Young because I know I'm the best D-line prospect in the country. I'm 6'6", I'm 260, and Larry Johnson is the best D-line coach in the country, and he, he's produced a who's who's list in every single big-name prospect. They go to the league. It does, if they, now, what, he, what you do okay. in the league once you but, get there – not yeah, that, yeah, that's that's, that's inconsequential. Me. But Fred, there's only one way to change that, and I and I'm not even gonna sit here and hold you. Like I don't think that it's ever gonna happen because you're not gonna get like the brainwashing is too many decades deep. For everything you just said, the brainwashing is too too many decades deep. We're not like our our forefathers and our ancestors. We're not willing to. Because we say this now, we give them the excuse like, oh, well, we can't expect this young kid to, to do this for the culture and start a wave. We say that now, but you go look back at the civil rights era, it was a lot of 18, 17, 18-year-olds 18 sitting at the lunch counter getting their heads beat in yes, so we could have better lives. You know what I'm saying? But the brainwashing is so many decades deep, we don't realize, man, if a bunch of us made that sacrifice now, started going back to where we belong, then in 30, 40 years, they're going to be the ones with the facility, with the funding, because they have all the talent. Without the talent, you're nothing. Without the talent, you're nothing. So since we think that it's not advantageous to go to HBCUs, that's why we run to these programs, which is why, like I said, it's not personal with Dion. But the whole thing, the fact that this happened, I'm a, I was a little salty about it because if God sent you here to address HBCUs, and while he was here, he's asking these four, you know, these four-star prospects, yo, forget Alabama, forget all of them, come play come for HBCUs. We can do that. Yeah, like, you do that, like, you made it just and by his words. He made it beat. seem like it that's was bigger. Really my he beat. made it seem like he understood and it was bigger than him. It was bigger than Jackson State. But now it just seems like, okay, he was just doing what coaches do. You're selling yourself. You're selling your program while you're there. Right? He just can't play with the whole right. community like that. That's my issue. You're in the media business, right? And one of the things that you work with really well, and, I, and me being the teacher, I'm the teacher here. So, like, I work with words. Everything you say is just – 
is literally under a microscope. So anything you see, you over, you may overanalyze it. Some of us do, some of us don't. But I pay attention to what you say. And understanding that Dion said, he said this against when they played Grambling State. He said, I'm a salesman. It's my job to sell. And he kept emphasizing, and he's always emphasized this. He is a salesman. He had to sell Jackson State to, to not only Jackson State, he had to sell that vision of what he could do, but he had to sell a community. I, I, essentially, I am your savior. But, but, if, but Fred, Grant, if he just sold Jackson State, I think I, I don't think I would have thought anything of it. Like this is a natural progression of things, unfortunately. This is the, a stepping stone type job, and you move on to, quote, unquote, bigger and better things. But exactly. like I said, and like you just said, words matter. So even though this is the same Deion Sanders who made videos, must be the money and all of that kind of stuff, and has always mm-hmm. been flashy and gaudy, you know, mm-hmm. you, you believe people when they, when, they, when they seem to have shown you, growth. So, so I, my and, and only gripe this? in this whole thing is he took the whole HBCU mantle on his shoulders, at least his, verbally he did, and then it was this easy to, to get him up out of here. That's my For only, only gripe. If he was just selling Jackson wanna, State, selling his squad, his program, and then he rolled out, I'm like, you know okay, what, then he did what he had to do. He was successful. Still, you know, the, the, he the got funny, up out of the here. The funny part is this. The funny part is this, right? So I laughed when Fred said it. Fred said the day that he took a job, like he's going to leave, he's going to Florida State within a year. I saved the file, still got it, um, and it's dated too. So you said that he was going to go right away, and I laughed. But at the same time, what I told you was, I wouldn't be shocked if he left, right? So for me, yeah. I guess it's kind of like I'm not as I'm not as upset because, right? All right, so take another thing. A couple of weeks ago, when he was on 60 Minutes, every time they asked him, he oh, said, he if they come knocking, I gotta take a look at it. Yeah, he said yeah. he was consistent. He was consistent with that. He was very consistent with that. Like if they offer me a job, I gotta look at it, right? He no, and I even think he said that. that. I even think he said that from the door too. I think he was asked that before. He said it from he the did door. Say it from the door. I'm, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's just the same about, for me. It's like, damn, dog, why'd you? Because I don't expect funny? Deion Sanders so, to be a savior. Nor was, you know, and I, he's I'm, so I'm not consistent, a, right? He, right. He's so consistent that when he took the Colorado job, they, he was like, look, you know, coaches are hired to get fired, or some, something to that effect. And I'm like, well, he's he basically saying if somebody else call, he might leave there too. Like, oh no, this, yeah. that's a stepping stone too. His whole thing is, okay, I'm going to a power five. I'm going to a struggling power five. If I make them halfway decent, I make them better, then the bigger schools are going to start calling. What well, the better schools are going to start calling. Oh, two Colorado is yeah, definitely so not point. an end game for him. Not even in college. Two points with Colorado. Um, you got to remember, I think he, he might be – He's a. but here's the thing. They may be asked. Bro, actually, first off, I want to give Dion his flowers. I, I'm sorry. It's something what? that give I have – Yeah, I want to give him his flowers on something. <laughs> I, I have Fred, to give Fred him his flowers because he left. Get, the, get, get out of that little... No, 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 no. Now, now, he, he, uh, now he's with the he, white man. Fred won't give him his flowers. No, 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 no. Even, <laughs> when he Jackson, even his, in his time at Jackson State, I pay attention to a lot of the things that they post and with him in it, any kind of videos. When it's, I pay attention to how he addresses his team, how he holds them accountable. A lot of the things that they praise white coaches for or they don't even – they just gloss over because it's not – it's expected. 
Dion says you're not don't come in my don't come in my meetings with hats on and looking a certain type of way. He's preparing these same kids that don't get that structure. He's doing everything that we ask our local community coaches that don't get named and no one knows. He's being that guy, but he's outward about it and he he can relate to every single player on that roster. Black player, I can't speak for white player, but black player, he can, that's why he can get any player he wants and he can get them to run through a wall for him. That is why, because he can relate to them in ways no other coach can. None of these right. players and, can. And, and all go, that you just said, I think, I think that's another reason that people are, are, are upset. That's another reason I think people are upset. He is a great leader of young men. I think it's bigger than that. I think it's bigger than that, right? I think it's bigger than that because I don't think that it's just that he can relate. I think Dion, right? Here's a quick, quick, my quick hot take. I think Dion weaponized weaponized culture. What I mean by that is Dion took our culture, whether that's HBCU culture, whether that's hip hop culture, whatever you want to say, and he weaponized it. When you look at how he um, carried himself in Jackson State, Snoop Dogg was randomly walking through the locker room, young Dolph, Yo, like, breaking the team down. Randy Renner. Like, he, he weaponized. Them, he told Randy Renner, Renner to teach them about gold diggers. He, he weaponized culture in a way that I haven't seen probably since USC when um, Pete Cow weaponized Carol. that culture. But he weaponized, he weaponized Hollywood culture. Not, it wasn't necessarily black or hip-hop culture. He weaponized mm-hmm. Hollywood culture where you would see celebrities and stars as part of the program, walking on the sidelines. Like, Dion took black culture, hip-hop culture, and yeah. weaponized it right, in a way right, in right. today's society that, you know, it's kind of cold off. And let me, it kind of like, you no. know, so. Let me ask you a quick other, question, though. And this is, this is just a, a quick break from the seriousness of this conversation. At Colorado, what they going to do when he say this? Now give me my theme music. What they going to play? <laughs> Cause they ain't gonna oh, play the song that they played it. They're not gonna play the yeah, song that they played at Jackson State. They're gonna send. They're gonna send that PC ass band out there. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road." <laughs> that's about as close. That's about as hip hop as they gonna get. But no, I, I, but I think all the stuff that both of y'all just said, I think that's another reason why the people. And I want to clarify. I'm not one of the people that's mad. I'm one of the people that, okay, I understand why people are mad. I'm on the side of I don't like what happened. It's not personal with Deion Sanders because I know this is what yeah. coaches do. And Unfortunately, I'm kind of, I'm kind of this is the way. No, I, listen, I, I, that's what I'm trying to say. I guess that's what I was trying to articulate too. Like, I, I don't like the way that things happen because obviously hmm. I love HBC. This is the thing. This is why it's hard for me to like have a conversation with someone <laughs> who doesn't understand the love that when you go to an HBCU, you have a love that's inside of you that unless you've been the one, you don't understand. And the funny thing is, it's like that campus. The campus, I can, I went to Lincoln, Dev and B. Austin went to Howard, but I've been on several HBCU campuses. It's an energy. Yeah. It's something different. I went on A&T's campus, and it was like, you don't, and, you, it's, you can't even describe it, dog. It's something different. And you know what, Jim? So I and most still, of them are small spaces, too. So it's kind of like. Yeah. Everybody knows each other. If you don't know everybody, you know everybody's face. Like I, I walk past people in yep. Target now. Like damn, they went, they went to Howard. I remember that face. Don't know their names, but you know that. When you like, come on. I've, I've been, you know, because I went to grad school there. I, you go to Maryland's campus. Listen, it's forty thousand people walking around. 
You might not see the same person twice oh. if you don't know them. Dog. If you're not hanging in the I same place. Right. It's and crazy. It's, so it's, it's, it's community. A, it's, a, it's a different. And then everybody looks like you. Same thing here. And I'm just like that. So my, my graduate degree is from Drexel, like science school. I like guess my graduate degree is from. But at the end of the day, it's not. I can't. I don't know anybody from there. The fact of the matter is, like the the relationships I mean, that were forged in HBCU, people that like you know are still part of my life. And then and then the thing is this too. It's like toward that Cheney. Um, I just spoke at Howard this year. It's you can't that energy on an HBCU campus is something different. So I, I say all that to say this. Um, those of us that have been there have an affinity for them and root for them in every possible way. So to see this, it, I understand how someone could be bothered by this. Um, and again, this goes and this goes deep into history. This why this is a very very nuanced conversation. But then part of me feels like, yo, if you don't want to be there, I don't want you there anyway. If if you were all in, like you said that God told you you were going to do this, if you, and you ain't wanted to be there. That's one thing. Yeah, but if you ain't swag, you ain't swag. Like, I, if you don't want to be there, I don't want you there. So to me, that's the other that's the other part of this. Like, yeah. but I do feel like B. Austin said something that's very interesting, because I think that one of the benefits that can come from him being there is, um, if you are a young coach, right? And we already know the NFL ain't really gonna give you no job anyway, unless you pasty. Mm-hmm. So why not take that opportunity? So I think it's incumbent upon them to kind of like try to build on that. And if you're a young coach out there. You know, this might be an opportunity. Even if I mean, but so I, want, I, to to it. I think they're going to do that to the best of their ability. But I don't want to hear the noise in five years if they're trash for people because black people are doing it. People I know who went to HBCUs are doing it, and they, they're already like they're siding with Dion because that's what we do in our culture. Is you know the celebrity, if the celebrity, Whoever if, has if, the if a person is celebrity and a celebrity is black then people are going to give them all the excuses and all the apologies in the world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like Fred, like you talked about earlier, it's a whole lot of um, reports coming out now about foul stuff that's happening with the administration. It's like, so now the school just going to get slandered because everybody wants Dion to, to, to come out on top in this whole thing. And I got to repeat this. Yeah. I'll make my you know last what? point. I got to repeat this. I am not mad at him personally because I see a lot of, because I just sat back this week, didn't talk about this with anybody. I see a lot of black people arguing with black people, and the whole crabs in the barrel thing coming up. Oh, he's a black man ascending, and they didn't ask uh, such and such all of this when he left. They didn't do this to such and such. You know, the what about people came out. But I think if I wasn't at, at least in the little bit peeved about the situation in itself, I think I would be a hypocrite to all the conversations that Fred and I have had over the years. So how can I be mad at him when my main point to him was, well, there's a reason that everybody thinks the white man's ice is colder, and I'm upset about that reason, and I hate the people think that way, but then Dion rolls out, and then I defend Dion. Like, that just doesn't stand in line with each other, because what he kind of proved is what we've been arguing all of these times. Listen, B. Austin, B. Austin and I had a conversation worst, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the and best black job. I don't even know the worst white job. That's what he kind of showed. Yeah, us. I don't even know. I don't even know what uh, me and B. Austin was talking about. But somehow, you know, our conversations be going over the place. But we talked about how a lot of people measure their success on their proximity to whiteness, mm-hmm. and because of that, mm-hmm. and because a lot of us know that. My young brother Fred, man. 
I don't want him to be one of them. This is why this this is this is why this hits different for certain people because you know when you get in the professional setting and when you start working at the highest levels of business, government, whatever it may be, you see things different, right? So all of us live off our experience. So when you when you and, and I'm telling you, this is at the highest levels of business and government. You see people who measure their success on their proximity to whiteness, right. as opposed to being able to embrace. And a lot of times, like you know. It, 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 even our folks that come from our beloved HBCU sometimes, right? Um, Cecil B. Moore has a quote, like, you know, Cecil B. Moore, if you don't know who he is, for the folks listening, do your Google. But he has a quote. He says, he said, anytime I get a black person a great job, all I do is create a white man. And I'm like, damn. But anyway. Damn. Um, <laughs> damn, that's hard. <laughs> damn. That's harsh. That's tough love. That's That's a bar from Cecil B. Moore, by the way. Damn, Rest in peace, Cecil B. Moore. Legend. But anyway, no. But, but, but the B. Moore So, <laughs> oh yeah, he got his own street and all that now. Yeah, yeah Columbia. But no, but what the point is, the point is, though, like, um, so because of that and because we have these experiences in business and government and in, 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 in education and law, we see these all the time. This hits us different than someone who's just looking at this from an X and O football standpoint, right? And I think a lot of times, Fred, you love the sport of football, so you'll be talking about X's and O's, and we're not even right. having the same conversation. We're talking about a cultural conversation, and you're talking about football. But that's why I said this is a nuanced conversation because a lot of this has really nothing to do with football. And, Fred, trust me, we understand, like, the difference when it comes to everything else, but you can't separate them when it comes to HBCUs. I'm telling you, it's a special uh, subject because one thing is the cause of the other. So you can't talk about – because there's a lot of that out there, and we've had that conversation before where you you try to make it seem like it's so easy. Oh, why don't the people give back? Why don't the rich people blah, blah, blah? It it is so not that easy, man. Like the populations alone of these schools, it just doesn't call for that kind of money to match anything that a Power 5 school is doing just off population alone. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy part is, with our budgets being systematically taken away, we're still producing. Listen, over thirty percent of all STEM students come from HBCUs. Anybody right. that's black and they're they struggling on their education likely, budget, let alone sports. Yeah, more than likely you come from an HBCU, right? So then, so then it gets into a conversation where we start talking about three to five star recruits, and you talk about people that want to major in football. All right, I get that, but the fact of the matter is, only one percent are making it. So therefore, you're better off going to an HBCU anyway if you want to have success and build long-term wealth or actually survive in, in, in the world, you're probably better off. But let me – I was talking to – I was talking to a pro – real quick, I was talking to a pro athlete last night, right, and he was joking, um, and he played in the NBA, Daryl Hardy, but he was telling – he was joking. He was like, yo, the funny thing is a lot of these dudes that, um, you know, think they're going pro and don't go pro, he said they all end up used car salesmen for a booster. He said that's – he said somebody should right. do a study and Bruce see how many taking care of for the rest of their life. Yo, end up as a car salesman because they thought they were going to the pros and they didn't go to the pros. Like that's what they do. They end up working for the boosters car a car lot. Like is 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 comical almost, right? Because most folks don't go pro. Of course, one uh, percent go pro. I mean, I, I get all of that. For, and, and yeah, we are having to a degree to, to a degree we are having a completely different uh, conversation. I'm talking football. You guys are talking culture socioeconomic situation. So for me, 
it, it's always been you. Can, for me, I can separate the two because I'm not concerned when it comes to when you guys bring me on here. My job is to give you the football side of it. So I'm for me, I'm not, and I did not, I did not uh, attend the HBCU. Been on campuses, yes. Have family that's there, yes. But I can, that's their experience, right? So for me, it is it is a completely different uh, conversation, and I do get where you guys are coming from. Like Jimmy said, um, having a different, a deeper connection to the to the school you went to, it's different. I mean, but you also, Fred, a lot of state, times you say this out of your mouth, like people make excuses for HBCUs and why they can't compete. Like, what what do you think those excuses are? We can address those. Hmm. <laughs> Because I know we always have this money conversation, and you make it sound so easy. You just be like, well, tell Jay-Z and Diddy. Well, them niggas didn't go to – well, Diddy did, but Jay-Z ain't even go to school. <laughs> so, like, how we just expect him – like, even though he's black, how we just expect him to care? We, like, we just can't call rich people like, yo. Because the amazing part about it is rich HBC alumni do give a grip. And y'all are just flossing over that, probably because they didn't say, oh, give this specifically to the football team, because they're not in position to do that. The whole school is poor, <laughs> so we can't just say, give this to but the you football know what? team, make their facilities you know, better. One thing, you know, one thing I do think that I do wish, I've had this conversation with, like, um, you know, people that work at the highest levels, a couple of HBCUs. I've actually had this conversation with them. I think that one of the things that HBCU should do um, – is I think that at this point we have too many of them. Um, I think some of them should merge, yeah, and merge I think um, that would actually. I've heard that conversation that, a few times. I mean, because I'm, I'm 45 but, years old, and there's some that I'm just hearing of for the first we, time. We, like, we can get rid of Wilberforce. But, <laughs> but then, <laughs> at no, least I heard of Wilberforce. No Wilberforce I hear different ones every day that I've. Never I've heard, heard of Wilberforce. Yeah, like but but you know the thing is though their response to me um, a lot of times is that that's not as easy as it sounds because some are run by the state, some aren't. Like you know it's just a lot of yeah. a lot of nuanced stuff that I'm yeah. not familiar with. But I do think that um, like a lot of the ones in like, Maryland, I think are run by the state, like Maryland Eastern Shore, Morgan stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, people people who do give to HBCUs that didn't attend those particular schools, a lot of those people just give to the popular ones. So, yeah, Howard get a grip of money from people every year, but like Jen said, that's not spreading over the 106 HBCUs that are out there. You know what I mean? Um, B, you got something yeah. real quick because we're about to take a call. No, nah, man, I just... You know, to quote uh, a gentleman who was referenced earlier, <coughs> all us black got is sports and entertainment. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of difficult to separate um, to separate sports out, and and I know it can be an arduous task living in a constant state of consciousness, and 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 the brother. Um, the brother James Baldwin says to be conscious is to be as a black man is to be in a constant state of rage. And I've had this conversation with you offline, Fred, when it's like, damn, bro, why we can't just enjoy sports? Why we can't just enjoy NFL or NBA? Why has it always got to be, you know, a battle? 
And one of the things that, that changed for me wasn't going to an HBCU, wasn't becoming a part of the media. It was really having a son and a daughter who are yeah. black. And you see how stuff affects the world. Mm-hmm. the world that we live in and that we're leaving for them and the things that they will have to battle and deal with that are completely unfair. I, I don't want to raise my children as rugged individualists because that's failure too, no matter how much wealth you acquire. But I also want oh. them to be that there are people out there that are skin, skin folk that aren't kin folk that don't share and. And Fred, I know we give you a hard time, but I, I, I know that you're you're a good brother, man, and, and, and I see some of the things you do from an educational context as a teacher and what you have to battle as an educator in Florida. A black man <laughs> teaching school in Florida is a hero to begin with, unless you just straight <laughs> on, on your if you unless you on your straight Herschel Walker move, you you're you gotta do some heroics to teach in Florida. Oh, trust me, if you only knew. If you only knew. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they, they, they want Fred to teach that slavery was voluntary and that all slaves. <laughs> slavery. Oh, oh, they got hey, Fred hey, teaching that, we, that, that Donda curriculum. <laughs> we have, Good they, morning, they, Donda. At Yo, this point, my man parkour class. I don't want to divert too much. I don't want to divert too much, but now in Florida they say that um, critical race theory has entered math. I'm a math teacher, and we've wow. gotten that point to that point that we they are removing math books because Dang. there's one sentence that a parent does not like, and it's oh that is critical race theory, not even knowing what critical race. Theory. The math so, book right say something like so, so, uh, so Jimmy's black so dad Fred. had a million dollars. Think like. A black man in Florida can have a million dollars. That's what he's teaching the curriculum. Living, living in that reality, and I'm not knocking PWIs. I'm not. Well, maybe I am. You're sending your child I used to go, over go to play football to not, or I mean, basketball in a culture where they're sitting in a classroom next to a a CTR opponent. A, a CRT opponent, critical race theory, like, like their culture permeate. And so for us, and I, and I am going to speak for, for my co-host, for us, that HBCU was so much more than the sports experience that we love and had. It was, it was, it was healing. It was nurturing. It was like, you know what? It, 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 it makes it you tough. Just, but it makes you tough because it is a struggle. It is a struggle. Like, but the, when I used to go over to Maryland when I was an undergrad, when I used to go just visit the campuses of bigger schools, like, it made me feel, you know, just like me growing up. I'm like, damn, we damn near live in the hood compared to what they're doing over here. Like, I went over, remember, shout out to, to Kelly from uh, Central 254. Remember, Jim, she went to um, University of Maryland. So I went over there with, like, five dudes. We just hanging around, right? She takes us to the, to the cast. And it's like, she like, yeah, get what y'all want. And it's huge. Like, their calf is, we could fit, like, 15 of our cafeterias in, in the, just this one, you know, they be having, like, four or five. But into this one that she took us to that has all kinds of different kinds of food everywhere, you know, the HBCU, 
You got the yeah. main stuff. You either eat this or you don't eat, or you can go over to like the burger station. Yeah, we, we, a little different shit like that. Yeah, Howard, yeah. But it was Years so ago. many. It was so many like different things to eat, and she just told us, "Oh, go ahead, and, uh, y'all. Y'all can just get what you want." And it was like four of us, and I'm like, "Oh, word." And she's like, "Oh, well, you know, I gotta, I gotta use." a certain amount of money on my card every month anyway, so I'm nowhere near it, so go ahead. I'm like, damn, that's not how I work we at. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got a joint yeah, yeah. Dog, if I was dog, here more man, than three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like, they're going to tell me to roll because I've already been here. Like, it don't even work like that for us. So it, it was a whole dog, I was going, yo, 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 Fred, yo, I was Fred, you wasn't allowed. I know, I remember my meal plan. The point, Dev, I wasn't allowed in the calf more than twice a day. Yeah, you actually dog. had a meal plan that told you how many meals you could have per day. Dog, and, I was I was on I was on um I was on Harvard's campus a couple months ago, and this is as a grown man in, in his forties, and I was like, yo, I don't want to leave. Like, yo, <laughs> their campus <laughs> is crazy. Same thing. Speaking of Dartmouth, when I used to go up there to visit the the X, like it was just a different world. Like it was nineteen ninety five. They had to have computers in their room. They were desktops. They weren't laptops, but I had a brother had typewriter, a like an electric typewriter, and so that was the ish. They couldn't do anything no. without a computer. Like, everything is so advanced. You know, HBCUs, when we first got there, you still standing in line to register for classes. Like, they're just so far behind because that's the, the funding. Like, it's, it's a whole different world, Fred, but that struggle makes you love it even more. It makes you tougher, like... That's how, like, you a lot of families come up real close-knit because they've been through a struggle together. You, you then you see rich families where the kids don't even like same. each other because they've been loners all their life because they got their own money and they can go do what they want. I'm telling you, it's different when you struggle. So that's what I'm saying. Is I know how you feel. That's like B said. He, he, we know how you feel when we want to talk sports, and then it gets into that. But I don't think the two can be separated in this situation because – I guess a lot of people blaming HBCUs for HBCU problems. I really don't think that's fair. There, like HBCUs so, so exist for a reason because they wouldn't let us get That's why I think this is such a unique a unique conversation because of Dion, because of the wealth that Dion already has, because it's another part of this too, yeah. right, where the only thing that certain folks saw in this conversation, like, hold, and hold I, on, I, I was, haven't really even. No, I was going to bring Tobias on because I know that was one of his points, too. So we're going to get him in on this conversation as well. Just hold on for a minute, and then you can continue your sentence. Okay. Tobias, what's up? Now, what's Tobias going on, gentlemen? Is a fan All of right. the biggest college football program in the land. Hey. The best, the hey. biggest. First, so he don't have first these kind of problems. Per- yeah. Oh, hey, he don't Alabama know runs a clean program, by the way. You saw Saban and hey. his crew riding that new Benz the other day. Hey, literally, it's all legal now. on the floor so they wouldn't get it dirty during the test drive. One of his defensive like, I'm like, yo, they put this on social media. I'm like, they don't even care. Hold on, real quick, y'all, real quick, y'all. Why are we still talking about Alabama? They has been. That's Georgia's conference. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that is Georgia's conference. I, I was it getting there. If, if, if y'all want to make some if I, I was getting there. If y'all want to make y'all make some money, buy y'all wives a gift, bet on Kansas State, because a lot of these cats from Alabama are going to sit out. <laughs> and Kansas State actually yeah, can. They got bigger fans. Uh, they're going to the league. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they, 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 they got to go to the league and white women to sleep with. You know that, but uh, – 
Before you give us real quick, though, I want to let Jimmy finish his his point because Tobias, I know this is a point you've been making on social media all week, so I wanted to bring you in right here when Jimmy was making this point. Okay, so. So the point that I was making is that, um, you know, and I haven't even really been online talking to, uh, much about anything lately just because, like, yo, think about online, man, online. I'm getting, I think I'm getting sick. I think I'm getting sick and tired of social media, believe it or not. It's like, stressful. all I want to do is laugh at memes. But I, I'm yeah. just sick and tired of social media because um, it's, it's like, almost like, like you don't yo, want to see people, the people have their you know. point. You just want to look at strangers and scan to the class. Yeah, <laughs> at, this point, at this point, I'm just becoming allergic to like looking at chicken tapping buns now because it's like that, that's what y'all get. I don't want to have these conversations no more because um, one of the things that people do is, and people look at this from a purely financial standpoint, right, where all they see is he was making 300 and now he can make $5 million, and that goes back to the conversation about rugged individualism. As a whole, right, um, when you have someone with the resources that Dion had, that was one of the reasons why we thought he had the ability to do something that no one else. Let's let's not like think think it's just easy just to go grab another person. Like Dion is special. Like he's prime time for a reason. But he also had the resources where we thought that that disparity in in, in pay wouldn't you know be different, right? If we take somebody off the street that's a Pop Warner coach and you say, yo, you make 300000 or $5 million. that's a little different than someone who's sitting on 40 $50 million. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. We always compare because... our own thoughts to those conversations. Now, Tobias, like I said, you, I want to just put you out there, but you've been making that, you've been beating that point to death over yeah. the, you know, in the because, chat. And because, because, see, here's the thing I look at it as, and I'll tie this all together. Black people got a one-man savior complex. And not look at it as what it is, it's a business. And, and business is, and I got to say this, and I know, excuse my language, business is a cold-hearted bitch that don't care about nobody's feelings. And I know that sounds cold. Every college coach lies. Like a chick I know. Every, uh, because Nick Saban said, I'm not leaving Miami Dolphins at the Alabama job two weeks later. He's at the airport <laughs> flying to Alabama. Uh, but, Lincoln Riley. See, but that's what the black the the black people, especially the people I know. I mean, I've seen seriously. I've been watching this week. Like I said, I haven't been talking, but I've been watching. I've I've seen people who I know played sports for HBCUs, football in in particular, defending Dion, and you know talking about the, yeah. the money disparity and all of that kind of stuff. But hey, you know what I hate though, them mm-hmm. and like I was telling people. Because, mind, you know, I'm from the South and everything. And I'll say that Steve McNair was supposed to go to Florida, but Florida wanted him to be a running back. I bet Steve, I bet Steve Spurrier punching air right now at that one. Uh, but <laughs> what Steve Spurrier say when he was forced. the skins coach? Yeah. Hindsight is 50 50. He didn't say 20 20. Yep. He said 50 50. <laughs> Hindsight yeah. is 50 50, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> and here's what people are thinking, though. They think Dion, if he could just stay there forever, but if he had two losing seasons, Probably would have forced him out like they forced Eddie Robinson out. Like they forced, like, I'm sorry, Grambling, they fired Doug Williams. So it's still a business. And I just think that people, like we had this one-man savior thing. And I think the one issue that I have about all this is, one, the man ain't lied to nobody when he said, hey, if they call, I got I to gotta take the call. You know, right That's there, true. I will be like, I will be yeah, like white school. Cause, cause you know, like, 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 uh, I know Fred like follow Miami. They monetize these stuff that comes through. Like, hey, this coach coming through, these players coming through, gonna make this gear. We're gonna do this, this, and this. We're gonna monetize stuff while we can. And I think that 
and I just think that people got. I think people look at it emotionally. They say, "Well, he could save HBCUs." What? That, that is a rough undertaking that one person cannot do. And I say to people like Eddie George, right? The thing I think Dion does better than Eddie George is Dion's doing like what Wayne Kiffin does. Be a better player. Be a better that player. Too, well, no, also, I think, but but he promoting his school. He promoting. He's on social media. Kids are reaching. All Eddie George doing yeah, is retweet. Yeah. Lane and Eddie, no, is yeah. like yo, Eddie George. Yo, yo, Tobias, I'm glad you said that. Coaching type I'm, stuff. But I'm glad you Deion said that because kind. you're absolutely right. I was looking at that the other day. I was looking at Eddie George. First of all, Eddie George record is ass the last two years, but that's either here nor there. Um, but Dion, this is what I'm talking about. Dion weaponized culture. Dion is on IG, on Reels, he's on TikTok. He he understood marketing. And I, Eddie George, like, you're right. All he does is retweet. You literally are right. All he does is retweet. Like, he's not he's not marketing himself. But, again, that's what makes Dion special. Dion has always marketed himself. I was about it's, to say, he's, he's done, done that like, from the door, though. Whatever Brian's medium he had to be able to do it, he did it. When he was, you know, early it, in his career, he making music videos. Like, however you got to get to the people and promote yourself – he does that, but but Tobias, my only thing is, I, and I don't deny that us as a community sometimes we have this savior complex, but at the same time, like I, I, I'm pretty sure people have said that. I haven't heard anybody say that, you know, personally. Like Dion needs to save HBCUs, because even with the stuff that he was talking, you know, God sent me here to do this for HBCUs. Like I didn't think well, he, he was a savior, and I didn't think he could do anything by himself. But I did think because of the way our society moves that his popularity could do something to move the needle, which it did, which it did. But, you know, but then, like I said, the whole money thing, the reason why I have, why I take exception to everybody who keeps giving him the money excuse, and I'm going to call it an excuse, um, because one, like me and Jimmy was just saying, everybody's looking at it from their own personal, you know, standpoint yeah hell yeah if somebody offered some of, me some of y'all some of y'all would tell y'all grandma my for a couple dollars so that's yeah, like i'm gonna take it sell mine for a million <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take it yeah sell my goddamn soul but yeah Dion, I don't need it. The, the difference with Dion was first like i said the whole god calling the whole putting whole, all of hbcus in all of his speeches instead of just jackson state and lastly, the fact that he told y'all numerous times, told you again this week, it ain't about the money. Like he he would tell you it's not about the money and then humble brag that he already rich. And y'all not listening right. to that. So whether we believe him Yo. or not, because, you know, even if you say it ain't about the money, I mean, you had a video in the late 80s that said it's about the money. That's a whole thing people grow. And did you think he's rich enough Listen, to maybe mean that? So Can I drop this why do people keep giving him excuses like, well, they're paying Here's this the thing. much more? Yo, he told you I don't. I don't I, here's the thing, money. though. The thing about it is when he got on 60 Minutes and he said, like, if they call, I'm listening. I turned to my wife. I was like, he's gone. Like, if you get on 60 <laughs> Minutes and you say that, you're you're gone. Like, that's the first part. The second part because is. Because that's, that's national. Listen, Everybody going to see that. So yeah. you don't care who sees that. Yeah. I learned I learned as a kid from one Theodore DiBiase that everybody got a price. <laughs> so even if you're young, there's a certain number. Of <laughs> hey. When they, when you they know hit that five million, he was like, uh, You know what, fellas? I'll say this, though. Uh, when Dion said a couple quick things, when Dion said on 50 Minutes and folks still, like, 
something. Now, it's kind of like women still sleeping with features, thinking they'd be the baby mama that, that he likes. That's what it is. You know, it's a time. Everybody's being honest with themselves. But the money thing, my thing was, I didn't give him an excuse. I said it was a reality. Because uh, because here's the thing I look at, right? The big boy college football. Fred, no, I'm going with this. Brian Kelly was making $4 million here at Notre Dame. LSU offered him 10 a year and with better resources and more commitment. And, uh, but that's what Brian wanted. Lincoln Riley left for more money and was scared of the SEC. But uh, that, but the man, I'm just saying, the man didn't lie. And even in three years, you could make an impact. But you could drive the bus, but people got to hop on a bus with you. Because, like, my hometown of Montgomery, Alabama, that's what Alabama State is at. A lot of bad chicks I've seen back there, but that's a whole different conversation. So, skiggy up the road. What <laughs> yeah, uh, got to do with anything? <laughs> hey, I'm just throwing that out there, you know. Hey, you know, all I got to say before I started well, MRE, I, I got patrolled on campus. But, uh, great culture. I guess, but, um, um, I guess Tobias or Fred can answer this question. Who's the highest paid college coach right now? Nick Saban, baby. Well, what's he making? What's he making? Probably making like, like thirty on the low. Like, well, <laughs> well, he's like, actually underpaid, but he's making he's like that, ten, eleven a year. But you, you know, about can I say this real quick? Money. Can I say this real quick? What is your thought? Economic realities. Most black kids are going to college on credit, aka student loans. With that interest rate, they get most people get regular everyday jobs. Who has the wealth? to cut those Texas A&M checks or those Stanford checks, those Alabama, Georgia checks, to fire a coach, to get money to get a fire a coach who got a $20 million yeah. buyout. You're, That's an economic well, reality. Auburn's coaches right now, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Auburn's paying – Auburn still pay, was paying Gus Malzahn, uh, you know, and like – And they're but, paying Brian Harson, and now they're, play, they're paying Hugh Freeze. Paying Hugh Freeze. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to need people – to stop coming at HBCUs about not, you know, like blaming us for why the programs are and the facilities no, or what they it, are. It ain't y'all fault. And no, I know. It's, it's, I, I've, been, I've been trying to tell. I've been trying to tell Fred this for years. He make it seem so easy when he gloss over the struggles. I'm just that, that's all I'm. I, I just need people to to not gloss over that because they may think, and it may be true because it's forced to be true. Yeah, we may not care about. Yo, Football but my as thing much is as though. power five schools, but you know why we can't care about football? Because we can't afford to care about football. That's like well, no, that's like not, we're, that's no, like somebody yeah, in the projects that ain't, that ain't building dope. Like somebody in the projects can't care about you know cars the way you know somebody in the suburbs might be able to care about cars. Like I can't afford to care about a, a Mercedes Benz. The way this person can. But my so, thing is this though: one of the power five schools gonna start putting out more professionals. <laughs> Everybody ain't going to the NFL, though. But people they're want not, they're not, but people, people want facilities. They want, they want to work out in a nice, they want to work out in a really nice um, weight room. Because that's what I keep hearing about facilities. I'm like, uh, I mean, it's like, y'all saw Clever Lane facilities compared to Rocky's facilities. But that's what it takes to get, Rocky, to, so, to get I mean, the kid to come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, no, it, even beyond that, the fucking now nil money. Right. The funny thing is, too, though, like, it's, it's, it's so much hyperbole. People talk about it. Y'all, y'all ever see, like, you know, Prairie View facilities? Them facilities are fire, but no one talks about that, though. Like, Oh, yo, can, it's not I, like can I say this? All of, Al- Alabama State University built a new football stadium on campus for once. Tennessee State should build an on-campus stadium instead of using the Titan Stadium. 
Uh, and I think that so. I think one thing that Dion did that I actually liked. You have y'all remember people yelled at him because he pulled out that sell up that uh the Southern Heritage Classic and he kept doing the neutral field. People were like, why not just do it home and home? Yeah. Because the money that was yeah. making, they were actually losing money. And, uh, and I, I, I say this real quick yo, also. Yo, yo, I never, and, and, and maybe coaches are aware, maybe they are, but I've never seen a coach more aware of the income associated with games. Like, like Dion was on it when it came to how Dion, much. Dion, and he, yeah. And yeah, he about, I'm telling you, all of these details that we say to praise him, and I agree with every single one, this is why people are mad, because he really seemed to have, you know, taken a, a serious approach. Like, he knew the ins and outs of everything. Like, for him, it wasn't just X and O's. He, he was but, 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 the but one here, thing about but but again, one thing also did. I've also never seen someone who was able to really, really leverage their, their, their connects the way he did. He leveraged his connects in a major way, dog. Mm-hmm. Like the uniform. Like a straight hand, yeah. I think, I think someone told me today, armor, and I, yeah. I, haven't checked, I haven't checked this, but they said that they had, um, I don't know where I saw Someone said this, so I saw it somewhere. They had the second most uniforms in college football. Like, they had fresh uh, uniforms, like, every game. So, I was about to say, like, yeah, they from, was Oregon or Maryland or something. Like, they had but, Nike and Under yeah, Armour in their backyard. As a matter of fact, they said Oregon Oregon was the only school with more uniforms than Jackson State. Like, that's he, he And I think, and I think Jackson had, State is Under Armour. I think they had. So, they yeah, get the Maryland it's treatment. School. It's an Under Armour yeah, school. Yeah, they get the Maryland treatment. They deal with Under Armour. Yeah, and it, but the crazy part is, like, he, he was able to leverage his connects in a way that I haven't really seen other coaches do. But now what I'm thinking is you're able Jim, to he, go to Jackson State, have the success, and then get the Colorado job, right? So now even if even if it's a stepping stone, if you're a coach, a young coach, like, why wouldn't you want to follow in that step? Even if, even if your objective is to get to a quote-unquote Colorado. But there's a layer to that, Jimmy, that you you're, you're, you might be missing. Because yeah, they, what they, young coaches coach coach don't get hired at Power Five schools unless you're Dion. That's the one, you know. He's the first not that. to get a job. Mm. Not even that, going that far. Bringing in the amount of transfers, because this the transfer portal has turned college fo- football into free agents. Mm-hmm. So mm. he, in the beginning, he, what he, did, he brought in skill guys, but we all know here – we are, we've all always discussed it. Where where football games won and lost in the trenches. He and he brought in offensive linemen and defensive linemen from oh, FBS like D yeah. five schools that you so don't get at HBCU. His, his, exactly. So yeah, it's cute I, I, that you I, I, have I argue that Travis Hunter right and everybody else. But, but when you don't have the off, the offensive line that he brought in made him basically a low-tier, almost like comparable to maybe like a Charlotte or uh, – I won't go as far as Coastal. But that's yeah, why we, Fred, that's why we let off with that, with that quote. We let off the conversation with that quote because he pretty much just went on social media yesterday and put an ad out for offensive and defensive linemen, and he's going to get what he's asking for. Colorado – Have y'all read those mentions, though? Those kids are putting their hey, stuff out there, the too. Way, because the of pull-off legal, culture so, alone, I mean, Colorado is going to be do? better. Because Dion is hot right is now. Legal there, He's already so... popular. People going to follow him there. He's gone. But, Yo, here's my thing, now, though. 
one th- the one thing that we haven't talked about is regardless of how you feel about it, positive, negative, guess what? All of us are going to be waiting for Colorado for a game. All of us. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it's it's going to be the hot story. And that's what I said. When yeah, he that ends up overshadowing, because it's going to start off with, all right, Colorado's a big deal. They're going to be on TV more probably. And at the same time, I'm like, all right, I wonder what Jackson State is doing because Prime has something to do with them. But yeah, at some point, that's going to wear off. And I really think Ooh, it's ambitious t- 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 and and a little, I don't know, to, to be like, well, somebody got to take that mantle. I just don't think it's going to be that easy. I mean, he's taking the best I'll players. I know. I, I don't. Th- no, I'll listen. He's one Dion, so I don't think it's going to be easy right. at all. But I mean, when you think about the fact that he had college game day at Jackson State, that's insane. I see this man. chick on ESPN that's about to give out that's covering the Doak Walker hey. Award. Who that? Yeah, yeah. But but you know what? The one thing that, one thing that I think I, I, I think people got mad at him, but they didn't understand how, how college football works out. He's a transfer portal. He was saying to Jackson State players, hey, don't hop in that portal to meet you individually. And people said, why he can't hop in the portal? Fred hey. noticed. Only like 36% of, of FCS players get picked up <laughs> like at that level. Right. So most no, of the portal, they ain't fine. Well, I definitely understood what and, he was and, trying to tell him. And, and, and he told him that, that because he cared about them, because he told the white boys at Colorado that. He told them to go ahead and hop into it. Some of y'all need to go yep. ahead and hop into it, basically saying, I don't want you. But a lot of those players and I mean, from Colorado and the ones who don't listen to them from Jackson State, they're going to be in that portal and they're going to be stuck between worlds <laughs> like they're in a Marvel movie. And, <laughs> and it's going to real I just want us to – I want us to admit that this ain't really about education. Like, like it's to the point oh, now where these college – these, 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 these college about education. Like, Alabama has a great graduation. No, no, no. Hear me out there. Hear me out there. I want them to stop their majoring in football. They're not majoring in anything else. Let me so, finish, though. What I, mean, I was saying is I want them to stop using the term college football. They should just call it, like, you know, semi-pro. Call it what it is, yo. Like, this whole yeah, idea I mean, of it is what it football. is. I mean, which it's which is why this is this why point. we've had this argument over the years about, you know, these dudes getting some kind of compensation because this is their job. And like you know, it's gonna be a few studious dudes who actually gonna to go to class and try to be students, but that's the the the, the, the big yeah. minority. Because I, cause I you know think, I that's, think that's the overarching yeah. the overarching point I want to make, and then I'm gonna shut up, is that like you know, and Fred talked about earlier about like guys majoring in football, and if you're if you're a three to five star recruit, you should go here, blah blah blah. And I'm, I'm, my whole thing is, I think the bigger issue is we got too many dudes majoring in football that ain't gonna make it. We need to. We need to. How about you're we stop you're having to do major right. in football? You're, you're we need some damn engineers. Right. We need some damn. Look, I need a roofer right now. Like, come on, man, stop majoring in See football. Me, I'm, I'm going to I need a roofer. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say it as much as as far as this. When you have over 1,000 players jumping in the portal after a large majority of them are freshmen jumping in yeah. because I decided to go to whatever school. Oh, I'm a I'm a five star recruit and. I'm going in. I got three NFL guys in front of me. I want to go to Florida or I want to go to Miami or Alabama just because they're the school. They're just because of that name brand, not knowing the depth chart spot. You, Jimmy, I, you actually are very much right when it comes to recruiting. They might want to go to a low tier FBS or even a HBCU. I mean, there's no there, there's no wrong answer there. I can't, I have no qualms with you about it because a lot of just, the star ratings are not for are not for coaches and us real football people. That's to to make somebody feel good about their local player that happens to 
to, to be a, a prospect. It's like draft ratings. The NFL doesn't care. Nobody in the NFL actually pays attention to who Mel Kuyper or whoever it is, your favorite draft person is talking to. They actually call them idiots. I, I know this for Arch a Manning. fact. They call them idiots. Right. They call them idiots. I mean, because they think but, they know and they have no clue. They think they know. But, I mean, I've said it to you guys. I, if you watch the tape, Arch, you said Arch Manning. He take Manning off last name, and he's, you might be looking at Arch, yeah, Arch Smith. You, he'd be a two- or three-star recruit. He's not that guy. But for, but for, and, and, and I'll even say, and I'll say this right. about Dion, the smart, being the yeah, that too. Um, being, Dion actually, I would not be surprised if he goes, let's say, seven and five next year. I can see it happening. And going forward, he's very, he actually made a smart decision of where to go. You got to remember, guys, USC and UCLA are gone to the Big They're Ten. They're gone to the Big so Ten. Who is he so really, who are, the Pac-12 is, he, is wide open. Who is he really right having now, to deal with? And, right. and what right. happens right. if Oregon? Nah, he has a what smart happens cat. If Oregon and Washington go too. So it, I mean, I mean, listen, you win three games. That's cat. two more than last year. That's what I'm saying. If you win six games, it's considered a it's called it's considered a success because then they're gonna say, well, he brought all these HBCU or I, and I won't even go HBCU. I'll say he brought a whole Transfer bunch portal. of FCS transfers. FCS transfers because that's what that's what they are. They are FCS transfers and they won at a Power Five level program. And 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 I think the one thing he's going to have an advantage. The one advantage that there's only one NFL team that has it, altitude. He has a, it's a, it's the ultimate home field advantage. Who's, it's kind of like when 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 people come to Florida, the heat. How many pe- how many teams can handle the heat down the heat and humidity? How many people are going to want to deal with the altitude? I'm just saying that that advantage ain't helped Austin Wilson, man. Koloff, Koloff, culture Trump. <laughs> I told y'all he was cooked two years Trump. ago with Posty Mad at me, but uh, but 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 can I bring up a business point? And I think yeah, Jimmy may know this because you know point. you know you know, know Jimmy you Scrooge McDuck of the show. But uh, <laughs> do y'all think that, like, maybe they – because, like, you know, because Auburn actually hosted Alabama A&M and Alabama State consecutive years. Yeah, white people I know in grow up school where they be like, man, I just want to see the band. And I'm thinking to myself, why not try to find a server like even ESPN Plus, and I don't care who it is, to do like a battle of the bands and make some money. You know, uh, that's your niche. And people, all coaches, want to see your bands show out. And BET I think that, got that? there are some business opportunities. Was that was that fake for the movie? I thought BET did that. I've never actually seen no, it on fake. BET. Was that fake for Drumline? Because I'm thinking about Drumline. They were on Yo. BET. I think that might have been fake. Yeah, I, I, they used they used, BET used to have that. Oh, okay, all right, but they nobody watched that. Yeah, yeah, they, they I think they no, did. The yeah, and I was thinking because why not they just monetize that? Racist. Do that. Got and, uh, I think also. Uh, Here's the other thing I think Dion probably had to leave for also. If he's still dominating four or five years, so that what are people going to say? Oh, he was doing that against bad competition. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that he's going to be successful. So, like, I'm not, you know, I, I definitely haven't bashed him. I mean, I'm not bashing him now. Like I said, I'm just, my my point was, 
you know, I definitely, being an HBCU alum, I felt some type of way about it because of how he, like, like you know coaches lie. You know they have to sell themselves. They have to sell their program. I just think, I I think he may girlfriend. have taken the lie a little too far. That's what I heard you. I think he might have taken the lie. He made the lie too serious. You know what I'm saying? Because we all do y'all know think, do y'all think the that situation. Do y'all think his ultimate goal is uh, Florida State? Alabama, baby. I have, I'm telling you. I have a source. So I have a source that says he wants L.A. Oh. Not the USC one, but UCLA. Okay. Oh, boy. Fred, he don't have a challenge he really, UCLA because they don't like to pay. He would really weaponize that would, culture there. Would, you talk about being in L.A. Dion in L.A.? Yeah, oh, my you, God. You, you see it, right? Jimmy, I, you, I heard Who ain't L.A.? What I mean. Fine, L.A. You know. <laughs> so imagine, and then, and, and then you're, in the law, you're in the second biggest conference, because I don't think Chip Kelly will last there. Imagine if he wins, even for two years, and UCLA fires Chip Kelly. What stops him from saying, I want to go to UCLA? You have L.A., but then you also get what happens if, let's say, he takes all the transfers he's going to get going forward and he stays. I'm just spinning this forward like four years from now. You're, you're playing against USC every year, cross-town rivalry. You have the opportunity to not only play Ohio State, play Michigan, and you're beating those teams. And let's say you beat those teams consec- uh, consistently. Probably. I mean, You know what else? Do you see – yeah, you know what the, else? The, the marketing opportunity and the way he he can sell himself in a program, I, it's not hard to see. Yeah, because his whole where, thing, where his whole thing is marketing. From. You put him in La La Land, Dion gonna make a bunch of money outside of uh, Ex- uh, getting endorsements. Exactly. Exactly. I got a buddy who works at Alabama. I was like, hey man, tell him Dion's married to a black woman. He ain't Charlie Strong with a white wife. He good. <laughs> he recruits. Uh, <laughs> Leave Charlie Strong alone. Leave Charlie Strong alone. Hey, hey, but but you know what? The one thing about like Fred talking about L.A. right? Uh, Ohio State may lose that coach to the NFL in a couple of years. So Ohio State don't want to pay NIL money, and the number of five stars and four stars been dwindling. And UCLA, they gonna have to pay and be truly committed to football and be unapologetic because there's no guarantee Lincoln Riley gonna dominate because he does he ignores defense all the time. Uh, so, Leave Charlie Strong alone. I'm very proud to be African-American. <laughs> but I'm also very proud that my wife is white. <laughs> that better not be Dion in three years. He better not be no. that black lady. And hey, you Dion saw how happy she was on campus twirling that twirling on pom-poms. She got clean water now. Yeah, buddy. But anyway, <laughs> uh <laughs> but Dang. but you know one thing. But here's another one. We're about to find out how good Shadur Sanders is. Yeah. Uh, you know. We yeah. Because I mean, because you know the you know the HBCUs, they were trying to put him in the in the Heisman con- conversation. You know, Fred definitely. He won Air Mc. He, he ain't. <laughs> he ain't like he's got, got, got a bad play, but yeah. he ain't Air McNair when he Air McNair was going wild. Uh, All right, Tobias, you know, we're going to work full-time, man, so make your last point so we can kick you off of here so we can go. Uh, of course, man. <laughs> of course, you, of course, you keep the light skin, dude. On. There you go, man. Mr. Charlie over here. But anyway. Yo, uh, I know. <laughs> hey, Dion reminded us this week, man. Light is right. Come on, man. I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, the one thing I think about all this is 
All those people who may be a little hurt by Dion, got to understand it is a business first. And, yes, he may have money, but what folks with money don't want to do is spend their own money. You really think there's a reason these owners of these sports teams don't use their money to build a stadium. <laughs> you know, Speaking but, of, Colorado doesn't even have the money they promised them yet. <laughs> they ain't even got yo, yo. How about that? <laughs> Hey, like, come on, Dion, you go first. Like then you gonna leave us for some broke ass white people? Yeah, but what happened is, is that it showed like they just got ran up on them. They got run. They actually they had to loosen the academic restrictions. But I say this and I run though. But I think like what happens, I want the people like the HBCUs who running this stuff, maybe listening. He doesn't have to be. He can't be the only one. You can't just say, all right, we're good. Negotiate better. Go go to those networks, those streamers, or maybe Apple TV, Hulu, or ESPN Plus is only cost six bucks a month, and just say, hey, work out some deals because stadium attendance is great and all, but your money's in TV, and, uh, and that way you could build those better like science centers and all that stuff, like See, what Jimmy was what talking saying, about, though, where you can build like, that stuff. You don't think you don't think they've tried that? They don't. You don't think they've tried? And that's the thing, like. What? I don't think Deion Sanders is a savior, and you talk about people with the savior complex, but the person who presented themselves as the savior was Deion Sanders. Well, so think about this. jumped on his back and was like, yeah. right, you got to think, think about his audience. He's in Mississippi where folks with dirty water still think God is going to dip his finger in and turn it, <laughs> turn it, turn it clear. But look, but hey, all I'm saying is it's easier, <laughs> it's easier he ain't to wrong to these networks trying to negotiate these deals uh-huh. when you have somebody like a prime to speak for you but, and speak with but, you. But, but they need like, Even if they you use quote-unquote celebrity coaches that are still in the uh, HBCU, well, nobody give a shit about Hugh Jackson and Eddie George. Like, but but what I'm saying is that even it's like ESPN Plus is streaming content, so a lot of people pay for that anyway. Cause they got UFC and stuff. Just have it streaming. I'm not saying you gotta get SEC a Big Ten money from it, but just I mean, the way that people they are watch. though. They are on the they. I'm telling you, all of this stuff is on streaming platforms. Uh, ESPN, Hulu, all of that stuff is there, but nobody knows it. So somebody That's like why Dion, you gotta promote the product. <laughs> All right, but that's Damn. easier said than done. Yeah, I mean, what, how many like, what, what, what's the number one way to what's the number one way to promote right now? Like, like social media hey. actually pays people who have no talent to to promote their products just because they're popular. So, but, but, I'm what, what, the what, people what, what that you're telling is to that... promote your product, they're just not going to turn popular overnight. That's where Coloff comes in. But you got to allocate funds for that. And my thing is. What I'm saying is that, like, hey, Facebook, I got a game on today. No, it's got to be real money into this where people see your YouTube, you get pissed off with another ad. You From know, where? I just think that you got to make sure people can fight. And that's why you got to promote. You got to beat in people's heads that, hey, we got these games on here. Check out these bands, whatever you got to do to get people to watch so that you can't get a better TV deal. But hey, that's all I got to say. Uh, yes, and I'm still pissed money, off Bill O'Brien. Down the whole science program. Oh yeah, and I'm also <laughs> still pissed off Bill O'Brien's offensive coordinator. I'm tired of Nick having these sorry ass assistants on the staff. But Hold anyway, on. I'm blaming Nick. Did but did anyway, y'all have a good one. Take one of y'all you being never mind. Please, no, no, Dion took the wrong one. He should have took the defensive coordinator Pete Golding, who 
the reason we didn't make the playoffs is that he refused to not have a box safety stick to take a box safety off a track star receiver, and they refused to spy a quarterback who's scared to throw the ball 10 yards, a.k.a. young Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, but, hey, you guys take it easy, man, and y'all guys have a good weekend. Keep up the good work as always. And you too, Fred. I'm being nice to Fred. But anyway, y'all be good. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, hey, Fred, you got any last thoughts before we get out of here? I think uh, Tobias kind of said it all. I mean, you got to market your product. I think when they – best example, I didn't even know that the game was that when they were on – when college game day was in Jackson, the game was on ESPN3. At least if you're going to put, put a, a team on college game, they put them on the actual ESPN, even if it's on um, a, a 12 o'clock kick. I mean, I'm who just saying them, that who you're putting a problem. Nope, most people don't know where We're to look They ain't put us on ESPN Deportes. <laughs> Have college game day for ESPN Deportes. Some niggas speak Spanish. But <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, that's, 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 that's <laughs> my only but that's But, but these, they, these points y'all are bringing up is, is where I counterpoint. Like, where is this money going to come from? Like, promotion ain't easy. And, oh, you know, you can't. Right. I, I mean, I guess how many followers did he get? But he ain't gonna become Rachel no coming home. person for free. <laughs> All right, but no, nah, no, no doubt though, Fred. We appreciate you having this conversation with us. Um, it ain't over. It ain't over. But you know, for now, you know, we've had this conversation. We we can go back to just talking about football. We'll talk about Dion and his program once they get going. Um, next season. You know I'm going to be fairly critical. You know I have to be. You know I, I have to. Of course you're going to be. Especially you I know you hate Dion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I maintain you don't like the Fred, Yo, Fred, I'm to help out. Dion make the playoffs next year. <laughs> I'm going to be what now? You're going to be pissed when Dion make the playoffs next year. Hey, I wouldn't with the way the transfer portal is, and I, I'm, I know I'm joking about. Like, I'm not really. I'm not joking that there are over a thousand players in this thing. So I, I mean, there, there's a good chance anything. If TCU can make the playoffs after losing a game right before getting in, there anybody can anything is possible here. Funny so, thing I mean, is, I, I, I do. I think the transfer portal will help HBCUs actually, but, but again. It's going to help the popular HBCUs because, like I said, people not satisfied with their situation. Everybody just think, oh, I'm going to just jump in the transfer mm-hmm. portal. And then they're going to reach that harsh reality that, damn, don't nobody want me. They, they're going to be on their wheels. I had a coach. Why they don't want me, man? And then they're going to end up signing with um, some of these FCS schools or these HBCUs. And, and you'll get a little bit of talent that way. But I just see what he did in Jackson State going to be hard to maintain for him and, and and for anybody else. But I think the portal will help the popular ones. And Jackson State, you know, was popular before. But Jackson after the State whole Dion able thing, to win they're going to remain now. as one of the most popular now. So or will FAMU take over at this point? That's the real question. And my, you asked me a, I, before I get out of here. There you go, Anson. Does, does Dion leave, <laughs> does Dion leave simply, simply because – you can't. He can't compete for championships. Is that part of it too? Because 
the winner of the SWAC is contractually obligated to play in the Celebration Bowl instead yeah, no, of going I'm, to the playoffs. I mean, playoffs. I'm 100% sure that all of those well, that, reasons. That's what I said right. earlier, Fred. Like that's I said, I said, my only, my only gripe with him is he presented himself as a savior. Not that I, you know, buy into any one person being a savior, but he presented himself that way. Like, if you come in and you just, I'm here to make Jackson State this and that, all right, then you understand. Like, when, when his time comes, well, see, see, Adab, Adab, never said I, he wasn't like, to do, but, So I, I agree with you, but the reason, I, the reason I never, like, really bought into that is because he was talking out of both sides of his mouth. He was saying I'm the savior, but also saying, if you someone give me a call, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's why, I, that's, that's why I'm but saying you, I'm not. Yo, like, there's people, there's, like, some black people that I've seen on social media that are straight dragon ball. Like, they're mad. Like, I'm not mad. I just got gripes about how everything is. And I think a lot of people are shooting him a lot of bail in this situation, especially with that whole money thing. Like, all right, Dion himself keeps telling you it's bigger than the money. It's not about the money. So at least I just implore y'all, stop talking about the money. Stop talking about the money, because Dion Yo, will take every chance I, he gets to tell you that he's rich and he don't need that money. So come with a different excuse Yo, if before you feel we, like you need to defend him. That's all I'm on. Before we get off here, though, I just want to I just want to send a shout out to my, my Lincoln University because they got a chance to play Seton Hall and they came on uh you know Fox Sports last night. I mean they got their dumbass cooked, but they still got a chance to you know. Compete with. <laughs> they they got a chance they got a chance to get a a big time game against Seton Hall. So shout out to them for that. Yo, it's that. funny though because one thing I will say, but with Dion and with the the work that Chris Paul is doing, it's like it's almost like um, these networks and things are kind of like pandering to HBCUs right now. Yeah, uh, like we've been on TV recently, basketball, football. Like I've seen some games, but we'll see, we'll see. But Fred, before you go, tell everybody where they can catch you. Tell them where they can catch your show, where they can catch you on social media, all that. All right, you guys can thank first off, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, you guys okay. can catch me on Twitter, Fred Produce CFB. I am. This is bowl season, so you know what happens when it's bowl season. We're gonna be talking a hundred game, a hundred bowl games. The I don't care bowl. I mean, Deb, you know how it goes. Yeah, I know how um, bowl season. <laughs> I've seen bowl games I've never heard of, and I'm like, well, who are? Who I mean, are you, you covering the celebration bowl or no? <laughs> yeah, actually, 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 you got no choice actually, now. Actually, we are because we were asking questions: Is Dion coaching in it or not? Oh, that's uh, why they're covering it so they, can, so they can drag Dion some more if he don't show up. <laughs> My co-host is on the other side of this thing. He he's a Dion guy, so like he he's a he he's all with it. And again, he's a he's a family. He's more pissed that family didn't make the playoff. Uh, he I mean, and he they lost the right. same amount of games to the same amount to the same teams, and still and they were ranked top twenty, and they didn't get in. So I yeah. Go talk to him about that one. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, Rick Brown ninety one. You can find the show on Twitter, uh, CFB Overdrive. But we'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, talking about uh, the we just we actually just recorded yesterday talking Heisman. Uh, guys from your your area, you guys is neck of the woods, uh, the DC area. Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, he's probably going to win the Heisman. So shout out to him. But we talk about all of that. You can find the show uh, on your favorite streaming platform. Uh, college football overdrive again, guys. I really appreciate you having me on for this conversation. No doubt, and we'll we'll, we'll uh, wrap to you next week. We get back into some football. We can talk about the the playoffs, even though we'll be a week late on it. But uh, it's, we'll talk. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate no you. All right, guys. Have have a good one.
All right, um, you know, we about to get up out of here, Jim. I guess instead of yes, doing crime, we could just give shout outs, man. You know, rest in peace to, to Mills Lane, man. Mills Lane has to be, at least to me, you know, he's the, he, he's the referee, the boxing referee that I knew the most. Like, I mean, he's, he's the only one person's name I know. I know the boy that got the that meme. Let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, um, you know, he had the little judge show after he stopped refereeing. So, you know, rest, rest in power to him. He, he presided over a lot of big bouts. He definitely was the referee in there that had to make decisions when Mike Tyson was in there trying to eat his opponents. Um, so shout out to him for trying for handling that as best as he could. But um, he's dead at the at the age of 85, man. So shout out to Mills. Man. Rest in power. Yeah. Anything else before we power to any other no, shout outs? Um, um, you know, shout, shout out, out to, to Baker Mayfield uh, making his debut tonight. White prison. Oh yeah! Shout, shout out, shout out to Herschel Walker, man. He got a lot, a lot of time to do his research on werewolves and vampires, as he took that L. Yo, I still haven't. So is yo, he just gonna um, go out like Trump on some sucker shit? Because I haven't heard a concession speech. Because I've been waiting for it. Because it's gonna be highly entertaining. But it sounds like he's just gonna go out like a sore loser and not give one. No, nah, he conceded. He conceded. Oh, did, did, it, it, he ain't say nothing interesting. Oh. No, they wrote, Yo, they wrote it. I just, I just want to, I just want to send a shout out to Michael Parsons for um, <laughs> playing himself on the internet today. What they call him? The new nickname? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, they call what they call him? Pass Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Pass Rush Limbaugh, and it was something else. Too. He had two of them. It was they was killing him. Yo, Pass Rush Limbaugh, and they called him Tackle Carlson. Yo, and and the reason why they're killing him is because when Brittany Griner got swapped for and she got freed he found out that the dude paul whalen i think his name is whalen um who's been in who's been in the prison for four years over there he found out that he was a marine and he's like oh they 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 left the marine over there oh hell no so a lot of people was in his comments telling him like well there's a difference because you know she was just caught with marijuana he was caught for espionage so I was like, well, damn, that seemed like that's a reason for the United States to fight harder for him. But I also Yo, understand. But this, this is why, but this, I understand. But this like, is why they're I not, like they're not trying is, to let Ball go because he might still have secrets that they don't want him to come home. No, but this is why I'm like, yo, this is the nothing's real. Like, I was reading about Dude's story. Dude has citizenship in, like, Canada, U.S., and, like, three other countries. And, like, yeah. he was born was in Canada. I was like, yo. I, he was I, a U.S. Ireland, Marine. Ireland and he had, like, Irish and, yeah, he he. Bulls. Yo, it ain't nobody. Ain't nobody trying to get him out. I don't know what's up with Bull. Yeah, he, 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 he must can't put up eighteen and eight like Britney. <laughs> definitely can't. All right, so definitely before Jimmy takes us out, man, this Dayton sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Um, y'all know what it is, man. If y'all tired of reading that bullshit, <laughs> read that real shit. Sports the Book, written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, get your copy at sportsthebook.com, warroomsports.com, or amazon.com. And I had to get this one in because it's another, you know, um, another opportunity for me to bash the home team. Um, December 8th, 1940, in the, in, a, in the first NFL title game broadcast on national radio, the Chicago Bears beat the trash out of the Washington Redskins 73 to nothing in the most lopsided victory Damn. in NFL history stadium in Washington, D.C. So um, you know, they they got a they got a few chips since then, but they got their ass whooped that day, and I like it. 
I'm All right, man. So before we get right. out, before we get out of here, I got I got one more thing that I gotta say. I, I, I'm, I'm living on the shows of the swag. Uh, he ain't swag. You know, I'm swag. He ain't swag. <laughs> All right, man. With that being said, man, shout out to everybody who supports us. We appreciate you. Make sure you check us out next week, same time, same bat channel. Um, yeah, be sure to check out everything we got going on, <laughs> warroomsports.com. Pick up sports the book at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Tills Night 8. Now give me my theme music. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.